Hey, Revving the Word friends. This is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor. As cooler weather makes it harder for us to get outside, we want to remind you about RevWell TV, our free online library of hundreds of faith-based workouts. Every time you press play, you'll experience something you can't just get anywhere, a message of freedom. From drumsticks to Rev on the Mat to RevX to chair workouts, there are all styles of workouts for all fitness levels. New workouts are added each month and you can search by instructor, length, or intensity. And when you don't want to decide what to do, just follow along on the monthly calendar or on a playlist. No matter what, RevWell TV has you covered. So sign up for absolutely free on our website. Go to the show notes for the link below. And now for our Revving the Word today. Alisa has another sweaty Bible study for us as she goes through Colossians 1. We hope you have a wonderful day. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Okay, take a deep breath. Everything starts with a good breath. Inhale. Exhale. Get in your body, the vehicle, the vessel, the jar of clay to be filled with the glory of God. Make that your intention, yes? Because anything else falls short. All right, guess what? Sweaty Bible study time. <laughs> Listen, I just love, I love the fact that you're becoming Bible literate. Like we're not picking and choosing. We're going to go through books of the Bible when I can. Not always, but as often as I feel the Holy Spirit saying it's time. (laughs) And today, I've been waiting to give this to you. Waiting to bring it to you because I'm certain we all need this message from this book, Colossians. The book of Colossians, written to the church in Colossae. It's a hard one to say. Colossae. <laughs> and it's always good to know why. Why? What was the motive? What was the heart? behind the author who wrote it. What's your why, right? What's your why? Why are you here? It's always a good question. Start with the why. And so Paul, yes, good old Paul, (laughs) wrote to the church at Colossae because they were beginning to move towards false gospels. He wanted to fortify it against false teachers who might try to impose strict rules about eating and drinking and religious festivals. If you did 1 Corinthians with us, the book of Corinthians, we saw hints of this here and there, but this is Paul's main motivation to keep these people in the gospel they first received 
And I guess my full message for the next four weeks is this. Careful not to add on. Say that with me. Careful not to add on. We're prone to do this. Come on. So Holy Spirit, here we are. Come. <laughs> Bring us back to the love we had at the start. Cleanse us. Heal us. Set us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Good, everyone, scale of one to 10. We're gonna do a few intervals today. Be comfortably working now. It's work. Scale of one to 10, be a six, a seven. You can notice your breath, relax your hands, your face. That's that breath is, the breath is for that. Okay, we feel yourself getting rigid. Breathe, soften. It's possible to be soft and firm. Can I get an amen? Soft, pliable, but firm. All right, so let's start chapter one, verse one, Colossians. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption 
and the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now, I rejoice in my suffering for your sake and in my flesh. I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church. Keep moving, I know, there's no music, keep going. Almost there. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known. The mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. This is the word of the Lord. All right, good job. That was all of chapter one. Listen, I really feel, if you just came here, <laughs> honestly, revving the word started with the hard intent of getting you in your body, putting some uplifting music in the background, having you hear scripture. So we could be done today. <laughs> now remember, as you get the blood rate or the blood flow going, heart rate up, things start happening in your brain. <sighs> Hormones, neurotransmitters, chemicals that God has created so you would remain steadfast 
focused, clear-headed, able to multiply and fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. It's all popping off right now. It's all popping off. There are no spectators in the Christian faith. You're all called to the field. Train up. I love it when Paul says in the Gospels, you should all be teachers by now. Come on. And if you're going to be a teacher, you better be a student. If you're going to be a student, you better learn. Always learning. Always learning. You want to know what's dangerous? When you think you've arrived. <laughs> Someone who thinks they have nothing to learn. Dangerous. And so if we only came here and read the word over you and you grabbed onto it like the nourishment, the hydration that it is, well done. All right, so can you sense Paul's job here, what he's doing? Here's what I love about Paul's heart in this book. He hears about people beginning to sway towards false teachers, beginning to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Remember, we've talked about spiritual alchemy, the simple and pure gospel they first received, they're starting to add on, starting to make adjustments for their liking. And here's, I'm convinced why we do this. Ready? Here's why we do this. We don't like suffering. <laughs> we better get a stronger and healthier theology and philosophy of suffering if we're going to make it through the days ahead. Accelerate. Push towards an eight. So Paul enters in and gives them thanks and then focuses them back to the gospel they first heard. You know what he does? He just makes Jesus most beautiful, most preeminent. He puts Jesus back on the main stage. Remember this? Remember this? Yeah. Push towards a nine if you want it. You're not comfortable now. Pull back. So some commentators are trying to figure out what's going around in the church. Was it Gnosticism, Jewish mysticism? Now Gnosticism, that asserts, what it does basically says that anything done in the body, the physical realm is the grossest of sin. And that real life exists in the spiritual realm only. That is not us. If anything, we are the opposite. 
Lord Jesus in the flesh, making ourselves the body of Christ. So Gnosticism poo-poos the body, everything of the physical realm, and just says the more spiritual and focused on your spirit and the spirit realm you are, the more right you are. That's wrong. And by the way, the opposite is true too. Making everything about the physical realm and adding on the spirit. Actually, the complete opposite of Gnosticism would be carnal living living completely for the flesh denying the spirit go back seven the other question was was it Jewish mysticism some Jewish churches causing confusion like we hear in the book of Galatians where they are believing they still need to be circumcised right Another commentator says, what likely happened at Colossae is that a shaman-like figure within the church had attracted a following and is presenting himself as something of a Christian spiritual guide. This person probably claimed to have a superior insight into the spiritual realm and was advising the Colossian Christians to practice certain rites, taboos, and rituals as means of protection from evil spirits. There's that suffering. Yeah. Also practice these certain rites, taboos, and rituals from deliverance, for deliverance from affliction. There it is, guys. There it is. Come on. You know what just break me is to spend week after week with you and you become boastful in you and you believe a false gospel that puts more confidence in your flesh than in Christ. I am here to keep you from unnecessary pain while training you, equipping you for necessary suffering. Come on, whatever you're going through right now, where it tempts you to think, maybe you got something wrong. Maybe God isn't as good as you thought. No, come on, wake up. Fix your eyes on Jesus Christ, the cross, and pick up your own. Accelerate, come on. Widen your heart. 
Lift up your feet. Authority in your body. Authority. Subdue and take dominion. Scrape out. Take into bondage. Any gospel that adds on. Pull back. Y'all, can we look around for a minute? <laughs> Do you see all the varieties of Christianity available to you today? And listen, I'm not talking about the different denominations. I'm not. I'm going to believe the best there. That there's different ways to worship God, different tribes, tongues, and languages. He loves it all. But just like this song says, is your heart alive? However you worship, does it bring your heart alive? To love Jesus Christ most of all. Because it is possible in every denomination, in every way of worship, to get lost, to get stuck, to get comfortable, to make it about ourselves, the building, the money, the program. Come on. Pray for your leaders. Pray for me. I'll tell you what, I love Jesus. That's all I know. I love him, the pure love of a daughter. And I need him like a daughter who's a baby. And I need to learn the ways of the kingdom. what happens either in the denominations or out of the denominations we're tempted to erect our own theology inside the theocracy of Christ we've been studying the kingdom that we were made for a theocracy God rules God first God most and we tend to add some theology. Why? To meet our pain. We are all prone to add steps, protocols, and procedures to following Jesus. Strange teachings abound now more than ever, everyone. Strange teachings. And the great thing about Paul's response to this hearsay is he doesn't go into the mud pit to wrestle with the mudslingers who have come against the gospel. He comes back to preaching the gospel and emphasizes the supremacy of Christ over all powers. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Come on. Some of you have gotten lost 
in the controversy of the day. Some of you are saying, but my rights, my rights are being, <laughs> come on, I know, suffering. Stop kicking against the goat. Now I'm not saying lay down, but keep the main thing, the main thing. I've told you, you know how you do that? Ask yourself this question. Will this matter in a thousand years? <laughs> Start doing today. What will matter in a thousand years? You know what I won't be doing in a thousand years? Wearing a mask. I just had to say it. Come on, come on. I'm not saying, listen, we're gonna be divided. There's gonna be some Romans 14 issues. Some of us will eat meat, some of us won't. Some of us feel really called in one call. And some of us, different calls, it's gonna look different, remember? Body of Christ, body of Christ. And I love, Paul says it, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things, say all things with me and say it like you mean it. Say it over your body, say it over your mind. Say it over your desires, all things. Say it over your children. Say it over your marriage, your family, your workplace. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. Keep the main thing. The main thing, God, come. Everyone, I just have this picture. Y'all need to just grab a trash bag. Start walking around the home of your heart and your mind. Throw all the things that will not matter in a thousand years. Throw all the things in the trash bag. All the little accoutrements, little idols and trinkets that you have snuck out and put Jesus bumper sticker on it. Clean it up, clean it up, put it in the trash bag. Consider it all rubbish, but knowing Christ, Take a breath, come on. Lift the corners of your mouth. Why are you so downcast? Because some of you just lost some of your favorite things. Some of you just lost the teddy bear, the comfort. Stop, ask for healing, ask for healing. Ask him for what you need. 
that drives you to add on to your beliefs to meet your wants. Come on. Listen, I don't really want suffering. I don't want it. You crazy? But I know this. It keeps me. It keeps me His. This is the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of all knowledge and wisdom. That anywhere I go that He isn't, I'm bound to get trapped. It's a booby trap. Something that pulls you away from the gospel, the power of the gospel that strengthens you with all power and glorious might for endurance and patience with joy keeps you giving thanks. A gospel that has delivered you from the domain of darkness and has transferred you to the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Come on, we made, we got done studying. We belong to the kingdom of God. Will this matter in a thousand years? Because that's what's going on in the kingdom. I'm gonna go quiet. Remember, return to the love you had at first. Some of you need to take sledgehammers. Knock down what you've been building. Knock it down. maturity. This is all Paul wants, and it's all I want for myself, and it's all I want for you. Press on and press through to maturity. Careful not to add on. Get lost in the weeds of wellness or your mental health or physical health. Listen, he is for that. But he's not about that. He's for that. He's about anything that reconciles you to him. That whether abounding or abasing, in plenty or in want, hungry or well-fed, that you would be confident. We got a couple songs here. No more intervals. Don't get stuck in the mud of an add-on gospel. You know what this means? That some of your best friends walk away to follow a strange teaching with their itching ears. Second Timothy 4, three through five says this. Listen, listen closely. This is Paul writing to Timothy, encouraging Timothy it's his, 
like a young son, his spiritual son. He's preparing him, right? Because a good father teaches you everything. They don't hold back. They teach you everything they know. And Paul says this, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the myths. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Everyone say amen. Paul's saying there's going to come a time that because of people's own passions, the word passion, it's very much connected to suffering. The passion of Christ, the suffering of Christ, your suffering keeps you in the pure gospel of Christ's sacrifice and love for you. So some people with their passions, the things that burn inside of them, but I really want you to be this way, God. God, I really want you to fix this illness, this deficiency that I have. God, I really want you to. That's a passion. That's a desire. And listen, nothing wrong with desires. But when you elevate them higher than your passion for Christ, look to the cross. Remember what he did for you. Eternal life delivered you from the domain of darkness. Delivered you from that domain of selfishness, self-righteousness. Sexual immorality, greed, lust, anger, bitterness, a calloused heart. He's delivered you from that and transferred you into the kingdom. You are royal priesthood, a people for God's possession. Always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Focus on heavenly things rather than earthly things. Do that right now. Holy Spirit, give us a clear vision. Focus us on what matters in heaven rather than earthly things. In the book of Colossians, we will learn how to stay encouraged and encourage those who are being deceived. And everyone, it starts with love. Love. Start if you, if it's fear that drives you to an add-on gospel, not love. 
Love gives you fidelity, faithfulness. I'm going to stick it out with you, even though you're not behaving like I want you to. Come on. But this isn't a relationship with man. This is a relationship with God who's saying those words to us. Stay with me. I will not abandon you, even though you're acting in behavior that is not enjoyable for me right now. Love. Love chooses God over and over again. Not a little of this and a little of that. If you want to stay encouraged and encourage others, start with love. If your motive isn't love, simmer down, soften. Meet with the king of love. Let him love the hell out of you. And this is why in verse 13 to 14, Paul just opens with how beautiful the people are. He calls out the gold in the people, and he calls out the gold of the gospel. He elevates with love. He leads with love. So good. That's a teacher right there. Praise for them that they would be strengthened in all power and according to his glorious might. Yeah. And then he moves on to the main show, Jesus, the most beautiful. Verse 15, I read it to you. The, I think our chunk, our most like cornerstone verses is verse 15 through 20. So if you want to keep studying this week, verse 15 through 20, it puts our eyes back on God or on Jesus, an image of the invisible God. Nothing gets by him. No one surpasses him. All things were created through him and for him. Think about that. Everything you can touch, taste, see, feel was created through him and for him. His fingerprints are on everything. And I'm going to freak you out a little bit. His fingerprints are on everything. Even this circumstance that you find yourself in, it passed through his hand. It didn't get by him. This is why I said to my team, I am becoming more dangerous year after year as I walk with the Lord. Because there is nothing that comes my way that surprises me. Whatever it is, doesn't mean it doesn't hurt at first. Doesn't mean I don't have a moment of confusion. Still human. But when every time I feel that suffering, that discomfort in me, it's a clue and a cue. Go to your father. Go to your father. Remember, I've told you in the garden, I'm positive Eve felt the tension of an enemy present. He, she felt it. These were words that didn't sound familiar, but they sounded good. That's what's happening to the Colossae church. These words aren't sounding familiar, but they sound good. And you know, and if God's good, then it must be good. No! That only good things are from God and bad things aren't? No! His fingerprints are on everything. Everything passes through his hands. 
I'm here to strengthen you so you don't become a navel gazer. You don't start looking at yourself with your health. Is in everything, if you look for him, you will find him. And if he's not enough for you, you will look for other things. And you will find those too. And you'll find yourself lost. Stay the course. Fulfill your call, which will require suffering. It will require suffering. And this is where people get into strange teachings. They love God and are opposed to suffering. So they look for add-ons. We must, like Paul, must learn to embrace our sufferings. And when Paul says in verse uh, 24, now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh, I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. That doesn't mean Christ's sacrifice was lacking. It means that what he began we now carry on and finish. So we too must join in on the suffering for the sake of the body, the church. This is why the church is breaking down. Nobody wants the suffering. And this is why the underground church is powerful and rises up. They embrace suffering for the sake of the gospel. God, come, help us. Lord, we are not here. We are here to avoid unnecessary pain. Taking the bait of Satan gives us a momentary, a moment of pleasure. And a long-term effect of suffering. So we are here to avoid unnecessary suffering strengthen us, keep us from temptation. But in that strengthening, God, help us to embrace the discomfort, the tension, the fear, the worry that comes. Help us. Give us keen eyes to see that when it comes, we turn our hearts and affection towards you. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Resurrect yourself today. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Resurrect. Train us, God, and send us out. We love you for a thousand years. In Jesus' name, amen.